Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3 minus 1. So that Carry would be two. see Common Core. That would make us the Smugglers 37. All right. <laughs> it is Derek and myself, Mike. Um, you know, Roddy Piper one of my favorite wrestlers, probably one of the greatest heels of all time. He is a villain in the wrestling world. He he said, there's one thing about bagpipes. They either once you, it, it, they give you the feeling of either wanting to make love or or make war. Hearing the Star Wars theme done on bagpipes, uh, I don't know, but it makes me all tingly. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm, I'm not sure. I want to know where you're going with that. <laughs> Making me tingly. <laughs> um. Let's get to some business real quick. Check out WookieRadio.net. On the homepage, that's where you can find all the shows or all episodes. I'm trying to get better about getting them up a little bit more consistently instead of delayed three days after we initially release them on the network site. Um, on the right-hand side, there's, you got Ripped Apparel, where you can get the great droid road shirt that I got. I think it's still available. Might have to check that out, see if it is. If not, they got some other great Star Wars mashup shirts that are amazing. Um, superhero stuff. And, of course, at Superhero Stuff, you can get some cool bio-world merch, like the AT-AT Driver backpack that I so desperately want. <laughs> uh, the Hoth... Han Solo backpack, which is pretty cool as well, and the other ah, yes. and the other stuff like wallets, purses, uh, lanyards, all that jazz. Um, also, too, at superhero stuff, just announced gold edition and silver edition Last Jedi superhero box. Really? Yes. Ooh. Get them now. They're going right. to ship around the 17th of December. I'm going to have to look into that. Uh, if I remember right, Silver Edition is about 49 bucks, Guaranteed over $70 worth of merch. Um, gold Edition is $69. Guaranteed over $100 worth of merch. Uh, and and it's Star Wars stuff, so you can't go wrong. And it's new Last Jedi stuff. Well, yeah. some of it's going to be focused towards Last Jedi, so definitely can't go wrong. Um, want to email us? Email us at WookieRadio.net. Catch us WookieRadio at Twitter and Facebook, both page and group. Uh, group, we're, we're trying to make it more active, so come hang out with us there. and we'll, We're going to try and get more stuff going. Um, definitely, I think it's one of our New Year's resolutions for next year, but we're going to try and start building up beforehand. So, I know I just saw you a couple days ago when we recorded what uh, We Be Geeks. Since I then, seem to recall that. <laughs> since then, have you been? All righty. All right. All righty. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you know what they say. But it doesn't matter. It 
just doesn't. Oh, sorry. Wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to Weeby Geeks to understand I why. Lack of faith. <laughs> um, sounds like you might need to bring that up on your side in your mixer. On the con- on the computer mixer, yeah. So uh, two episodes of Rebels this week, uh, which means this coming week only one episode. No! Is that the Empire? No, or the Sith? No. <laughs> it's the Sith one, <laughs> the funniest one. It's it's almost the same. No, they almost use the same no in. Uh, in Jedi for the for the Blu-ray release. <laughs> no. Maybe we did. It probably was. Um, they just tweaked it a little. So the first episode that came out was Kindred and Pasts are coming together now. Relationships between people, the Force, Lo- and Lothal and Lothal are all taking on a new significance. Even as danger closes in, Thrawn sends his new assassin, Rook, after them. The ghost crew find new allies all around. Um, so the first highlight out of the five connections, Kanan's connection to the Force, to Ezra, to Lothal, are all are all coming together in a way that makes him realize there's something bigger to play here. But it's uh, that connection... To Hera. Hmm. This kind of sounds like a, a reoccurring theme here, especially oh, oh, on oh, the oh, show, oh. because um, I seem to recall this. Over here, Mike with Weeby Geeks and Wookie Radio. I'm right here. Uh, Vanessa, we, we've seen in season one, season two, some tension, some relationship between Hera and Kanan. And Kanan. It develops a lot more and becomes a little more open in season three. Has that been a relief? And how much more do we get with that going into season four? I'm just going to stop there because we know Vanessa pulled a felony on me and really went dodgy. <laughs> Even after saying, you know, it really wasn't a relief. Well, what did we see here? I, I, do I need to just spell it out? Hera and... Hera and Kanan sitting in a tree. K I S S I N G. I had a feeling you were going that direction. <laughs> um, yeah. Gee, seems like since I was the only one who kind of broached that topic at the press release, which if you catch the special episode from back in April where I released the press conference, um, you, you'll discover I am the only one who broaches this and talks about this. Did other people not catch this, especially in that first episode, that this is potentially the way we're going? Who knows? I knew. That's why I asked the question. Maybe you're the only one with love in your heart. Have a little more love in your heart. Sorry. <laughs> that got butchered. Um, so, I mean... I was proud of that question. Obviously, I had a lot of people go, that was a great question because they obviously it was a great question. Oh, who knew besides myself that that question might be more relevant this season. (laughs) Everyone else was more concerned about, well, how's it going to tie into Rogue One? How about that? No, important question. How much more? How much deeper do we go with the relationship between Kane and the hair? Took took seven episodes, but ding, ding, ding. I just had a thought. I hope that doesn't uh, come to a tragic end, their their uh, relationship. But I have a bad feeling. 
uh, I'll match that and go. I have a really bad feeling about this. You and me both, Han. You and me both. Um, number two, good help is hard to find. As, as any good leader knows, you have to delegate, and Thrawn's a good leader. <laughs> That's an understatement. Uh, the yeah, issue is that he may not have the best help. Uh, Rook did his part, and he tracked Jay and Ezra to the camp, but Price is making a few too many mistakes for Thrawn's liking. I have a funny feeling her time is coming to a, a unexpected demise. Mm-hmm. Um... Actually, I'm I'm wrong here. Is it possibly the occupation that Heron? I'm now questioning when the kiss happened. It, it happened. Oh. It happened in in occupation, which was the Halloween. Yeah, Halloween, which was either five or six. I think you're right. Yeah, but still. Okay, so my rant was a little late by a week, but still, <laughs> it, it, it's still growing more. Um. Number three, Doom. That's D-U-M-E. There's definitely a connection between Kanan and the wolves, but we have to wait to learn more about it. What we do know is how powerful these wolves are and that they're much more than they seem. Able to move our heroes across Lothal in a way that we haven't seen yet nor understand. So many new questions have opened up. That was awesome. When they go into the cave and then... That was very interesting. And then they go, end up on the, you know, everyone is, is knocked out, I guess, when they're going through the this whole transport thing. Wake up, realize they're on the southern hemisphere of the planet. And I know, that's crazy. <laughs> and then Kanan calls Ezra back in and is like, uh, what do you see? All the drawings, like in the, uh, in the, um, Jedi Temple. And, you know, of course, are they at another Jedi Temple? Mm, or, awesome. or is this where the Jedis went to hide? It's, can't wait to know more or is it something even more um pre-jedi or something yeah old like old republic era yeah um but it's funny how the wolves still call you know they look at canaan and they call they and the one wolf says doom Mm. ezra questions and that's when we finally get canaan confessing my name was caleb doom or my real name is caleb doom right doom okay now, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> now, while everyone else is doing that, Hera escapes in the U-Wing. Oh, yeah, that was cool. And she's flying around, and then and then she and Chopper, and she asks Chopper to plan the, the hyperspace course. Yeah. And what does she do? She goes right through the hangar bay of that construction <laughs> awesome. sphere. That was killer. You know you know what was great about that, too, was, was uh, Thrawn seeing him react to it. Yeah. Like, like it was all his whole reaction was just in his face, and uh, that was done. I thought that was done really well. Well, I love too how she when she blows through, you see all the stormtroopers and a few tie fires blow out the backside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's kick some butt here. Um, so her, with her escape, Hera just blew through an imperial construction sphere at light speed. Thrawn thinks he's finally got her, and she outsmarts him once again. That has to sting. <laughs> well, yeah, just look at his face. <laughs> yeah, you could tell. Lucky for Rebels, her mission is a success, and she safely hands off the TIE Defender Elite's flight recorder to Mon Mothma. Um, and then the last moment from this is all paths come together, or are coming together. Come together. Right. 
right? right. Sorry. No. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, our rebels have a new hiding place and a few more answers about what's happening on Lothal. But there's so many more questions. The walls tell a story, maybe about a Jedi and the history of Lothal. But what does it all mean? Is the Force guiding them or warning them? Oh. Well, let's continue on to Crawler Commanders. <laughs> this... This that was, was a fun kind of, episode. Yeah, it was. Uh, the stakes continue to rise in this action-packed episode. Hera's on Yavin 4 trying to convince Rebel Command to launch an attack on, on Lothal, on the Empire. Meanwhile, the rest of the team is still on the planet and in need of a strong signal boost to reach the Rebellion. So, uh, from StarWars.com, this is, again, the top five highlights uh, that one of the StarWars.com staff came up with for the episode. Uh, the Empire's Ore Crawler. We learned about the Empire's strip mining of Lothal in Servants of the Empire book series, but see the devastation it causes um, as it brings a reality to it that, that's, that's kind of heartbreaking. But still, yeah. our rebels are undeterred, and that's the thing. But the important thing is that thing has a communications array, and they need to get a message to Hera. Um, you know, lickety split ASAP. Well, it's kind of vital. Uh, number two, Rebel Command. Hera's ready to take, take the fight to the Empire, but leadership is skeptical. I'm willing to allow this opportunity to go to waste, and knowing how bad the situation is, Hera gives a rousing speech, and the attack on Lothal is authorized. And that, that I was like, a cool moment. Yeah. I like, um... I like how we're seeing in the show that like the rebel alliance and the leaders and stuff um are are cautious and uh they want to they're more careful than than you might have gotten just from the movies, you know. Well, e- even in Rogue One there was still right, the, yeah. the the cautiousness until Jen convinces Cassian, let's go. Let's go do this. Right. Yep. Um and then of course, you know, after the attack on Scarif yeah, when they're saying that literally Rogue One, the timeline between Rogue One and Star Wars, they say that time lapse is literally an hour. Right, yeah. So within that hour, there's a major attitude change on how we're going to handle this, and there is no more caution to the wind. Mm-hmm. So, um... Number three, we see a uh, a fan favorite return to voice a role in in Rebels. Finally, um, Seth Green is back as Trandoshan Captain uh, Captain Sevor, <laughs> um, and and it was a it was a certain delight. And Ezra pretending to to be him was priceless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and I I loved the you know just like this author I loved the running gag of them attempting to fool the Empire while trying to keep Sevar quiet. That yeah. was <laughs> um, it, it was so much fun. But too bad Sevar um, ends up a barbecue dish instead of a uh, captain at the end of his time on the ship <laughs> on this episode. Um, but that, that little battle between the two of them was pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, when is he going to get smashed? When is he going to get smashed? Nope, he falls in and barbecue. <laughs> Frog legs, anyone? There's another th- that, that reminds me of another thing I like about this show is, like, they've actually shown real actual consequences yeah. of war, like people dying 
and stuff. Yeah. Now, uh, number four, fooling the empire. Uh, Visago is a gem. Uh, he, he's so happy that the ghost crew is there to rescue him. <laughs> and then he's so crestfallen when he, when it turns out that they didn't even know he was there, <laughs> which was great too. That little dynamic. Oh, you're here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but we all hilarious. know, we all know the force works in mysterious ways and Visago helps them fool the empire and rescue him and the other slaves. It was kind of perfect. Uh, and then finally, their last bit was number five, the fight. The fight between Zeb and the Transdotian slave master was brutal, but so good. Also was good. Also good was Ezra being sent up the vents again. Way to keep that <laughs> joke going. It's a group effort, but in the end, our team stopped the ore crawler from for now, and Hera's on the way. Now, what I like, too, is... Um, Oh, I need to find the, uh, why did I hit games and apps? The, um, trivia gallery has something cool about the, the taskmaster. Really? Yes. Uh, let me find it. The taskmaster is named, uh, the burly, burly guild slave master that Zeb brawls with is named Proach, P-R-O-A-C-H, as a net, as a nod to Pat Roach. The actor who played Giant Sherpa and the first mechanic in Raiders of the Lost Ark and the thuggy oh. chief guard in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, interesting. Hence why he kind of had the, the whip, sort of like his characters did. Right, and, and, right. I found, and I found the, the whip a, uh, a nice little nod to Indiana Jones as well. Yeah, yep. So... Um, trying to remember if there was a uh, what was interesting about Kindred trivia wise I don't remember um, biggest thing is we see again uh, well in this episode we see her we see Governor Price wearing the com- combat armor for the first time and of course oh, it's, yeah. it's still very similar to what General Veers wears in Empire that's all I kept thinking <laughs> like, uh, General Veers but we see Thrawn doing the same thing though with his armor and of course his is yeah. all white right um, so there's that. So that, that's the two episodes. We, I, I kind of, I kind of dug, uh, Crawler Commandos. I, I, I really enjoyed that episode. Uh, actually both of them were great. Uh, I, I am not looking forward to just a single episode this next week and in the holiday break. And it's going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. So what were your thoughts? Um, well, like I said, uh, like I talked about, it was interesting. It's interesting to see how the rebellion is handling all it, you know, being cautious and everything. Right. Uh, there was, there was some great, um, some great comedic moments, yeah. uh, in the, in the second episode. The, the whole thing with the loath wolves is just, is is really cool and really interesting and I want to I want to know more. Right. Well, I also like to uh during the fight between Kanan and and Proach, you you hear a little musical nod to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. <laughs> uh also too, I loved how when when Zeb interrupts uh Captain C4 or Zever <laughs> Yeah, you know, by pulling the headphones off, that yeah, yeah. Uh, Seaver is listening to the same same song that Zeb favors back in season two. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it's the exact same song. <laughs> nice. So, um, so yeah. Now let's hit some breaking news that came out. Wait, wait. I know we use it on the other show for other things, but I use it here. <laughs> So yeah, the, fan- Star Wars the Fantastic that. Four was uh, oh sorry, habit, force of habit. 
Nice use of the uh, word force. <laughs> you may dispense uh, oh, yeah. with the pleasantries, Commander. <laughs> Mine, or I will help you not. The last of the Jedi will you be. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's actually been a pretty crazy week overall. Uh, um, yeah, as far yeah. as Star Wars related news is. But with the whole uh, um, Disney trying to buy Fox and everything, yeah, which, uh, you can hear more about uh, more about that on Weeby Geeks as we discussed that this week. And it uh, just doesn't matter. It just <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> and now. <clears throat> Some interesting news has come out in the last couple of days uh, in addition to that. And uh, one of those things that's very interesting and, and hopefully will be really good is uh, that director Ryan Johnson, who is doing, who has written and directed The Last Jedi, is going to be creating an all-new Star Wars trilogy. <clears throat> uh, and according to StarWars.com, uh, for director Ryan Johnson, The Last Jedi was just the beginning of his journey in a galaxy far, far away. Lucasfilm is excited to announce that Johnson will create a brand new Star Wars trilogy, the first of which he is also set to write and direct with longtime collabor collaborator Ram Bergman on board to produce. As writer-director of The Last Jedi, Johnson conceived and realized a powerful film of which Lucasfilm and Disney are immensely proud. In shepherding this new trilogy, which is separate from the episodic Skywalker saga, Johnson will introduce a new, new characters from a corner of the galaxy that Star Wars lore has never before explored. Uh, according to Kathleen Kennedy, we all loved working with Ryan on The Last Jedi. He's a creative force, and watching him craft The Last Jedi from start to finish was one of the great joys of my career. Ryan will do amazing things with the blank canvas of this new trilogy. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in a joint statement, Johnson and Bergman said, Bergman said, we had we had the time of our lives collaborating with Lucasfilm and Disney on The Last Jedi. Star Wars is the greatest modern mythology, and we feel very lucky to have contributed to it. We can't wait to continue with this new series of films. Uh, of course, The Last Jedi comes out on December 15th. No release dates have been set for the new films, <laughs> and no porgs were available for comment. <laughs> It's because they're all dinner. <clears throat> yeah. So, Ryan Johnson, new trilogy. Let the speculation begin. <laughs> yeah. Well, speculation could get even better. Um, actually, no. This is, my, this is a slightly different story. But it's a different direction. <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn actually makes it past the events of Rogue One. Uh, a lot of Star Wars fans were pretty happy here when Lucasfilm decided to bring Grand Admiral Thrawn out of the Star Wars Extended Universe and into canon. <laughs> he almost needed to be. Uh, yeah. So smart move so. there. Um, however, now that Rebels is closing, it's, it's curtain and drawing close, drawing closer to the events of Rogue One and Star Wars, even though the article says A and H, it's Star Wars. Thank you. Um, <laughs> do I need to say it again? Sylvester like? It's Star, Star Wars. I can't do it. Um, Many are worrying that Thrawn might not be able to make it out of that fourth and final season of the series. Luckily, I believe we've, we've discussed that before. Luckily, it seems like the Admiral is going to make it out alive. He's yeah. alive! In an interview with StarWars.com, Star Wars Rebels executive producer Dave Filoni decided to talk about casting Lars Mikkelsen as Thrawn's voice actor. And during 
his discussion, the showrunner inadvertently revealed that Thrawn lived past Rogue One. The, te- the character takes. I don't think he does anything inadvertently. I don't know. This could be Filoni being Filoni. Mm, Filoni yeah. pulled a Filoni. <laughs> now, past my ravioli and macaroni. <laughs> uh, the character takes shape around the voice, and he's dedicated to getting it right. He understands that the character is important. His character outlived his brothers, um, Mads Mikkelsen, who is in Rogue One, which is a <laughs> hilarious joke, inside joke for, for all of us. Uh-huh. Um, that. Yeah, that is pretty good. So could this mean that Thrawn might have a future in the Star Wars franchise outside of Rebels? Ooh. Ooh, could that mean the reason why he was brought back is maybe Thrawn is in Last Jedi? Mm, maybe. Maybe this new trilogy from Ryan Johnson will have will involve Thrawn. Oh, could we then potentially go heir to the Empire? Ooh, Finally? Which, how intriguing. Which I know there was a set of audiobooks done dramatized like a which was pretty cool here it's here it done out like a play or a radio show that could be intriguing too mm, so um it would be certain it would be cert, it would certainly be interesting if the new character popped up somewhere in the star wars spinoff series um here's another thought with what's happened with snoke could thrawn be snoke <laughs> Even though he's not blue. Uh, Possibly, I suppose, but I don't know. I'm going to say no on that one. It's possible, but I don't think he is. Possible, but not probable. Yes. There we go. Okay. So that's that's where we stand there. Interesting stuff. It, it's, it's intriguing. It could be fun. It could be. If if Ryan Johnson's doing another trilogy, the fans have been wanting it. How cool would it be to actually do um, do a Thrawn trilogy? You know, do the Heir to the Empire trilogy. That would be kind of cool. And if you do it, I'm sorry, you need to tie in Timothy Zahn as writer. Yeah, or at least a consultant. Yeah, yeah. So on to the next thing. Well, speaking of Thrawn and things that he might be uh, good for, how about possibly a live-action TV show? That could be interesting. Yeah. So another bit of news that was announced this week, along with the Ryan Johnson movies, is that uh, Disney's Bob Iger broke the news during the company's quarterly earnings call and revealed that their streaming service that they're going to be starting... Uh, ads. I've been attacked. There we go. Wait, no. Oh. <laughs> so, anyway. Hello, how funny. can I help you? <laughs> uh, so the streaming service that we've discussed in previous episodes that Disney is starting is also going to be the home of another original series from Marvel, along with TV adaptations of Monster, Inc. and High School Musical. But the the important thing is... A live-action Star Wars television series is going to be in development and will be set to air on the streaming service 
that's coming in 2019. That'll be the streaming service. It doesn't say the actual TV show's coming in 2019. But uh, Iker said the following while making the announcement. Our advantage as a company is to take advantages that exist out there for good television and take advantage of it. That's a lot of advantages. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they had announced the streaming service this past August and revealed they'd be pulling all of their movies uh, from Marvel to Lucasfilm to Pixar from Netflix by the end of 2019 and uh, at the time Iger called the new endeavor a strategic shift in the way we distribute our content so we also know that there was a rumor a long time ago not not in the galaxy far far away but that uh, okay maybe not so long ago maybe not so long a little long but not long long ago uh, George Lucas himself had wanted to do a live action TV show, as right. we all recall. Uh, and he said he wanted to do it set in the timeline between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Uh, Star said, Wars. Sorry. It was, <clears throat> it was also... <laughs> <laughs> I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> it was also said that the show might focus on on the scum and villainy side of the universe. Unfortunately, that never happened. But with Disney's new streaming service, that could very well be a possibility now. Uh, so there's no sp- sp- specifics yet on this show, but there is a ton of possibilities on what could what this could be, what could happen. Um, so I think right now it's a really good time to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Yeah. It's when they talked about the TV series. Well, actually when, when Disney announced that they were creating their own streaming service, I'm like, okay, what's going to happen to, to all the shows. And and of course at the time they didn't, they didn't mention anything about, um, whatchamacallit, um, Star Wars and Marvel is just primarily Disney. Right. Um, and then, then they, it was coming out, well, Marvel's gonna have their own, Star Wars is gonna have their own. I'm like, there's not enough content for Star Wars to have their own streaming service. At least not yet. Marvel, maybe. Especially right. if you include the Fox Kids library, if you include, you know, all the other cartoons and, and the movies and all that, maybe. And the Hulk and the old 78 Doctor Strange and all that, maybe. But to turn around and make them for for all of them and do the, a, a collaborative umbrella streaming service, then, right. yeah, I can see that being a hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I don't know. And now that, you know, potentially, what, all the Marvel shows are going to be leaving Netflix and going to there. I mean, we're still talking two weeks or two two weeks, almost a little over a year now because it'll be 2019. Sometime in 2019, they're going to do right. it. Yeah. Um, you know, what about you know, nothing new? Except for what's already, I, see, I don't even know if the, the new seasons of like Luke Cage and whatnot are, are now going to show up. Well, I would think I, if, I, since they're in production, they should. I th- yeah, I think it's hard to say. That's the thing. Like right now, it, it's really hard to say anything about the specifics because we don't know anything. Right. But, uh, the, but I have a feeling we're going to find out real quick. Or remember, too, th- there's been talks that Star Wars Underworld, there's 50 scripts done. Oh, yeah. 
So we're talking potentially 50 episodes, 100 episodes, if it's a half hour. There, there's quite a bit there. Mm. So what what do you do next? You know, I, I think you, you just let it happen. Start develop, you know, start doing these shows if you're going to do it. Yeah. And, and have it there for when, the, when it launches. Right, um, yeah. But could this mean Star Wars Detours could potentially come out of the closet <laughs> since, since it had been shelved? Possibly. I'll have to ask Todd yeah. and Jennifer about that. Could could we potentially have them back? I mean, could could this be the way Star Tour Star Wars Detours makes its presence? That, yeah, that could well be. That would be the best best way to do it. Mm. So, hmm. interesting. The yes. possibilities. Yes, it is. Oh. Now, um, Star Wars Underworld brought us this little tidbit, and I don't remember if it's also over on StarWars.com or not. Let me check, because if it is, this is going to be, ah, yes, it is. So I'm going to go with the StarWars.com story. Coming December 1st is a box set of box sets that if you're an audiophile, which I am, this uh, this is going to be something I'm going to want, but I'm afraid I don't want the price. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. Um, Walt Disney Records announced uh, earlier this week that a very special vinyl collector's edition of the remastered original motion picture soundtrack for Star Wars will be released on December 1st. Created in celebration of the 40th anniversary of John Williams' classic score, the three LP set made with 180 gram vinyl features a 48 page hardcover book and a special feature that would delight even the Emperor. A 3D hologram experience with the Death Star on Disc 3. That is awesome. And Star Wars 40th Anniversary logo on Side B. Both were hand-etched by Tristan Duke, who crafted the vinyl wizardry of Jack White's Lazaredo. The box set will will also include rare behind-the-scenes photos from the film's production and scoring sessions, along with two essays in in the accompanying hardcover book, Tuning Up a Galaxy, written by Jeff Bond, and focuses on the phenom of Star Wars and how John Williams' score changed the film music forever. What John Williams' Journey to Star Wars by Jeff Eldridge discusses John Williams' early career from his musical heritage to his continuing legacy. Uh, the pre-order for this. God, I'm so afraid to look. <laughs> God, I'm so afraid. A hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, is the pre-order. Beautiful. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I so want it. I so can't afford it. I know that that Death Star hologram is so cool. Yeah, and it comes in a nice box. But the, and the the picture book is awesome. It just it's really it is really awesome. It, it makes you go. <laughs> okay, maybe not, but now, of course, I don't have a record player. That's okay because I wouldn't want to play these anyway. No, no, I wouldn't. I, it's it's one of those. What do you do? Mm. We get all depressed when we go eat ice cream. Yeah, ice cream goes really would go really well with that, and uh, not just any old ice cream. But there's uh, a company called Ample Hills that is releasing a set of Star Wars ice cream. What? That's right. Now, as always, uh, there are countless Star Wars licensed products out there. Oh my god! Um, as it, it, as we it, actually did, I think it's the top licensed pro- franchise out there. 
I think so. Um, as we discussed uh, pre-show, the uh, they even have now Noroko Razors, yeah, <laughs> which is weird. But anyway, so to promote Star Wars, the, this comes from uh, Bloomberg.com, by the way. To promote Star Wars: The Last Jedi, opening on December fifteenth, the Force is once again with ample hills. This year, they've created fr- three flavors to tell the story. Uh, one is the First Order, a salted dark chocolate with chocolate chunks. Oh, I'm not uh-huh. big on dark chocolate. Or I, I love dark chocolate. I'm not a fan of dark chocolate. I uh, chocolate ice cream in general, but I would consider oh, I, lo- I love chocolate ice cream. Oh, uh, and I I love chocolate ice cream with chocolate chunks. Uh, I, I think someone wants to chime in here. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to fight me for it, Jabba. Hey, Wonga. <laughs> yeah, well, I have one, too. Mmm, chocolate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, moving on. Uh, then we have The Resistance, which is a brown sugar vanilla bean ice cream. That's with chunk- good. With, but wait, there's more. With chunks of red velvet cake, butter cake, Toffee pieces and mini marshmallows, and uh-huh. I think I just got a, I think I just got a cavity reading that. <laughs> <laughs> and the third one is the Force, which is sweet cream ice cream with swirls of chocolate fudge plus white and dark chocolate val Valorona pearls, whatever that is. Uh, so starting Monday, here's the rub. Starting Monday, forty Whole Foods locations in the Northeast. The Fresh Direct website, Ample Hills Creamery Creamery locations in New York and New Jersey, as well as AmpleHills.com will offer the ice cream. Uh, so the the unlikely alliance of a small Brooklyn ice cream maker with the mega Star Wars franchise came about because Brian Smith, the CEO of Ample Hills, had the good fortune to once upon a time sell a few point few pints to Bob Iger, the CEO of Walt Disney. Isn't that nice? Isn't that special? So I have some stuff I can sell Bob Iger if I can get a license out of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Bob Bob Iger said, I envisioned being able to help him in a Disney way. An investment would have deprived him of that relationship. Sure. It's, it's, it says, though December isn't prime ice cream weather, it is for us. Yeah. <laughs> well, for you, it's still good. But we, <laughs> up here, we eat ice cream year, year round, no matter what. Oh, we, when we were in Colorado for vacation, here it is in the low 30s, upper 20s snowing and i walked literally a half block from the hotel to to this place <laughs> called sam's diner number two there in denver great restaurant nice the, the buffalo breakfast burrito <laughs> um i went to that go get good. milkshakes because i was craving a milkshake and so was the rest of the family uh, so i went and got uh, milkshakes in the snow nice I'm like don't care it was warm and toasty in the hotel room. Getting milkshake. <laughs> oh, I love milkshakes. Nothing beats diner milkshakes. Mm. Uh, so to create the ice creams, Ample Hills needed to first create a narrative. Uh, Smith said, we think of a story and then a flavor that draws on that story. We don't come up with the flavor and put the story to it. That's interesting. Uh, Smith decided that The Last Jedi required f- three flavors to bring the latest Star Wars chapter to life in an ice cream container, but translating characters into a frozen dessert 
can can be complicated. Yep. Ultimate, ultimately, the process of making new flavors is the relatively easy part, he says. Do it enough times and it becomes second nature. What's difficult is to give it context and life beyond the sum of its parts. With his three flavors, I keep wanting to say free. <laughs> hey, I wish they were free. I know, right? Smith created a sensory experience. The first order, which Smith describes as pure monolithic evil, the bad guys, is pure salted dark chocolate ice cream uh the resistance is brown sugar vanilla bean ice cream because brown is the color of the uniforms <laughs> and chunks of red velvet ooey gooey butter cake toffee pieces and mini marshmallows the force a sweet cream ice cream representing the light side has swirls of chocolate fudge the dark side plus white and dark chocolate which is about the balance of the force the light and the dark those three things are all different Chewy, scrunchy, and squishy. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a nice counterpoint to the purity of the evil in the first order, says Smith. Uh, you can buy the flavors separately in store and online. The flavors in packs of three that come in a special limited edition Star Wars box. <clears throat> excuse me. That turns into a fighter. Into a fighter pilot. No, it says fighter pilot, but it's just a fighter. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so that's cute. It has a little pop-out uh, paper cardboard model of, of an X-Wing that you can make with the box. It's adorable. Yeah, th- this is uh, the three-packs. Thirty bucks. That's not. That's not horrible. Uh, and then, of course, who who knows what the shipping shipping yeah, is really. going to be? And uh, they do come in uh, in uh, Star Wars themed containers as well, with drawings of the different Star Wars characters on them. So, if you live outside of the New Jersey, was it New York, New Jersey area? Mm-hmm. If you don't have a Whole Foods near you, or see, I got Whole Foods near me, but they're not. But the way the story sounds, it's not going. to... I don't think uh, it says forty Whole Foods location in the Northeast. Well, sorry, I'm not in the Northeast. Nope. <laughs> so, um, there's only one thing I wish that was a part of this that they they could have done. Maybe as a fourth flavor, even though it, it's been around as potentially meant for. Another company, but what about what about the carbonite one? Was it carbonite chunk? Mm. What they called it? Mm. Oh, I have it. Now we're talking. I think, I think I ha- that was one that someone mocked up for Ben and Jerry's. Oh, let me see if I can find find it on my phone. Carbonite crunch. Mm. That's what it was, and it was their whoever did this. Their concept was vanilla ice cream with salted caramel, salted caramel swirl, and chocolate Han Solo's frozen in carbonite. <laughs> Isn't that special? Uh, that would be so. That's that's what we had there. Um, let's get into uh, into the books. They're coming out. Uh, the release schedule for uh, this next week. We're talking Tuesday the fourteenth. We have Star Wars Rebels: The Cinema Story, Volume Two: Path of the Jedi. It's a graphic novel style retelling of the Disney XD show Star Wars Rebels. Also coming out on the 14th is Incredibles Journey to the Last Jedi, BB-8, uh, and Journey to the Last Jedi, A-Wing. Hmm. Uh, on the 14th, we have Best of Star Wars Insider Volume 7, uh, Icons. Mm, nice. A Star Wars Insider 2018 special. Uh, on the 15th, we have Darth Vader Number 8, Legacy's End Part 2 from Charles Soleil and Giuseppe Camuculli. Uh, also sure. on the 15th, we have Dr. Afro Number 14. And from IDW, Star Wars Adventures Number 4, um, which that's becoming a great series. 
I haven't read that one. Now, I question. Oh, okay. I see what this is. This is a paperback. Great. It's the graphic, the trade paperback. Uh, Poe Dameron, Volume 3. Uh, oh, this okay. is collecting ep- uh, issues 14 through 19. So, uh, in the UK, if you're living in the UK or in Europe, um, on the 14th, you too also have Star Wars Rebels, The Sinister Story, Volume 2, Path of the Jedi, and The Incredibles, Journey to the Last Jedi, BB 8, and X Wing. Of course, the two Star Wars Insider specials, Best of Star Wars Insider Icons and 2018. Uh, and you, you guys as well have, am I looking at the right thing? Yes, I am. And you guys also <laughs> too will have Darth Vader number eight, Dr. Aphra number 14, Star Wars Adventures number four, and the Poe Dameron graphic paperback graphic novel. So it's all cool. Very cool. So that is what's up with the books. So, um... Trying to think, did we have any other stories? Since we still got some time at the end of this show to kill, we did. Um, oh, I'm looking in our backlog. You know what? Let's do this little quiz that that I saw. Oh, okay. Speaking of quizzes, oh. did I did I talk about this last week? We were out shopping for Zoe's Christmas and birthday presents. No, and what we what I'm getting from the family for Christmas. Coming in 2018 to Wookiee Radio, as we can. Oops. Wrong one. (laughs) 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 That did did not work right. (laughs) I had it loaded for something else. That was very confusing. That's called a moment, folks. Um, (laughs) Marvel. Except that theme will be Star Wars themed. Nice. Smuggler's Feud. Nice. I didn't even know there was such a thing. The the Star Wars Family Feud that came out in Australia has finally made it to the U.S. Cool. And I'll be getting it for the holidays. Nice. So we'll be doing Smuggler's Feud on here on Wookie Radio. When when we need filler. So that's gonna that's gonna be cool to have that. Yeah, that will actually. That'll be fun. So then then we gotta figure out some other generic geeky family feud to put over on Weeby Geeks that covers everything. (laughs) Um (laughs) but over on um StarWars.com I think you might need to go there yourself because we're going to probably have to do this at the same time to see what we come up with. All righty. So off the main page, it says, quiz, what would be your go-to force power? Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Let me see that. Let me find it first. All right. There it is. You found it? I found it. Question one. Wait a minute. Still waiting for it to load up? No. Okay. There we go. Question one. Which adjective would people most likely use to describe you? Brainy, strong, perceptive, energetic. I'm going to go with perceptive. I went perceptive as well. What is a problem you often have with your friends? Have they ever listened to the podcast? <laughs> uh, one, you, you never want <laughs> the fourth one. 
<laughs> you, you never want to do the same thing on a Friday night. You can't understand their motives. They don't take you seriously. They walk too slow. Uh, I'm going to go with they don't take me seriously. Will you stop thinking the same as me? <laughs> <laughs> what sort of activities do you like doing? Anything outside? Anything requiring concentration? Anything in the kitchen? Anything meditative? I'm going to go with concentration on that one. I'm going anything outside since I work outside a lot. (laughs) Uh, You've got a day off. What's your plan? Catch up on sleep. Rearrange the house. Take a dog for a walk. Finish the many books you've started. Catch up on sleep. (laughs) Catching up on sleep. What annoys you the most? Have you listened to the show? (laughs) Uh, Being told what to do. Being defenseless. Being unprepared. Getting your hands dirty. I like how the picture associated with that one is uh, Qui-Gon with Jar Jar. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going being told what to do. I'm going to go with being unprepared. See, it's one thing at work being told what to do, but being, I think we've talked about this on other things, but as a podcaster and being an audio engineer and having some podcasters tell me that what I'm doing is wrong and like, uh, uh excuse me? Yeah. I, I think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, I am open to other ideas and other tricks, but when you're telling me I'm using the wrong microphone or I'm, no, I got to buy all this extra gear. Uh, no. How would you defeat your enemy? Outsmart them, trick them, spy on them, use brute force. I would outsmart them. I would spy on them. Ooh, sneaky. Which game do you prefer? Hopscotch, chess, two truths and a lie, and hide and seek. Mm. I'm going chess. Yeah, me too. What did you struggle with in school? Studying, listening to your teachers, sitting still, staying out of fights. Mm, why isn't, there, I gotta, why isn't mm? there one that says A, B, and C? Uh, I know, right? I'm going to have to go with uh, studying on that one. Studying as well. Which character do you r- relate to the most? Hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi, which people are still thinking 2019 is going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Hmm. Hello, it's still unconfirmed because Disney and Lucasfilm have not confirmed that yet. Uh, Darth Sidious, Ezra Bridger, or Kylo Ren? Hmm. That's a tough one. Yeah, it is. Hmm. I'm going to say Obi-Wan, I guess. You can do it. <laughs> I went Obi-Wan as well. Final question. Choose an affiliation. Jedi, Sith, Scoundrel, Creature. Scoundrel. We are smugglers, right? We are. Even though I did, I was a member, I'm a reserve member at the moment of Force of uh, Rebel Legion and Jedi Assembly. As a Jedi, I'm going to go Scoundrel. Your go-to force power for me is the mind trick. Oh. Oh. Mine is vision. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What does yours say? Um, mine says, uh, this is the force power you've been looking for. We have a feeling you get in a lot of situations where a quick wave of the hand to change someone's mind would benefit you. Try only to <laughs> use it for good. And remember, mind tricks don't work on Toydarians. So keep away from Waddle's junkyard. <laughs> mine says, vision, a special power only achieved by skilled force users. You'd be able to predict the future since you often like to take time to relax 
Visions would come easy to you if you were strong with the Force. But remember, always in motion is the future. Be very careful with how you use this foresight. Okay. Uh, you, you know, does yours have which droid are you as the next quiz? Yep. Let's go ahead and do, do sure that since, since we got some time. Uh, yeah. That should be an interesting one. Two quizzes in one night. God, I feel mm. like it's assessment time. When you're at a party, <laughs> know, right? when you're at a party, what are you most likely doing? Complaining about the lack of food? <laughs> Serving the drinks, looking for your one friend, or cracking jokes? I'm going to say looking for your one friend. I'm cracking jokes. What is your ideal way to spend a day off? Doing odd jobs to make some cash? <laughs> no. Nope. Going on a run or doing something active? Uh, nope. <laughs> Taking a hot bath? Traveling somewhere adventurous with a friend? Mm. Taking a hot bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm going to say I'm going to say traveling somewhere adventurous with a friend. What is the most likely reason someone would be upset with you? You did you right. couldn't keep their secret. You stole their money. You teased them. You told them the brutal t- truth. Mm. I'm I'm going to say I teased them. I didn't keep their secret. <laughs> I tend to be a little bit of a. Uh, Chances are, <laughs> chances are, I didn't keep my secret. Um, what sounds the most like you? I think quickly under pressure. I'm great at disguising myself. I'm fiercely independent. I'm resourceful. I'm resourceful, which is what got me in trouble in the question before. <laughs> as I take my I'm going to say, I, as I take my last sip of Norca. Norca. I'm going to say I'm great at disguising myself. What is number five? What is something you're always teaching others? Statistics, hmm. manners, survival tactics, fighting techniques. I almost have to say manners here because I, I've taught all you guys on the show on how to be professional when we go to conventions or handling others. Excuse me. <laughs> Speaking of manners. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to go with, I guess I'll go with survival tactics. What's your current living situation? I've changed houses a few times. Oh, I <laughs> wish that was not true. I have many before I graduate high school, 13 different street addresses. Top that. Wow. Now I'm military. Top that. Uh, currently <laughs> moving, living with a roommate whom I bicker with. Does wife count with that? I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived with my family for a while. Well, been married 21 years. Does that count too? I guess, yeah. Uh, I have been married 16 years, so I guess I'll go with that one as well. In which vehicle would you want to travel in? Resistance, X-Wing, Freighter, X-Wing, or Imperial Shuttle? As much as I like the, the newer movies, I gotta go X-Wing. Yep, I'm going with the original X-Wing, yep. How devoted are you to helping others? I'm usually looking out for myself, only if it's my close family. As long as it's for a greater cause I care about, I pretty much help anyone at any time. I'm going to go with the third one, as long as it's for a greater cause I care about. Mm, yeah, me too. Because I've helped many a podcaster, because I can, podcasting's a cause I care about. What's your ideal birthday gift? A vacation somewhere warm. Well, I live there. <laughs> time away from other people. Cash? New gadgets. It's got to be the gadgets. Yeah. <laughs> what is something you fail at? Following orders? Being a <laughs> Brave, showing emotion, picking up on sarcasm, uh, following orders. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to say showing emotion. And you ended up with? <laughs> R2-D2. R2-D2. 
Nice. There aren't many there aren't many droids with the capacity of R2, so you should definitely be proud. Just like the famous Astromech, you're resourceful, adventurous, and always ready to be able to help a friend in need. You're adaptable, which is no surprise seeing you're accustomed to moving around. Whether Dagobah or Naboo, like R2D2, you're known to always you're 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 known for always saving the day. So um I got oh I gotta mention this as well. Um, I saw I follow this group on Facebook called the Astromech Collection, which is mm. a really cool group, and they put up this video. So I went to go check it out, and they are. So I went to shop Disney because they posted this thing about droid the droid factory, which is the special droids, you know, like where you build a droid, but you can build a mm-hmm. protocol droid, or you can build uh, an astromech. Which you know, I built that all black C three PO. I just gotta get some red paint and change the eyes, and then I got triple zero. Nice, yay! Um, they have a two pack coming out for the Last Jedi, which will be R four X two and Y five X two. Is it X two as well? Yeah, R four X two and Y five X two, and the Y five is a is an R five head, mm. and both of them are green and black with white domes. Mm. Um, and then the other set is uh, it's a four pack. It's the Droid Factory Figures four pack BB eight two BB two. BB-4, which looks like that's the resistance droid. Oh, yeah. Because, well, actually, no, this one might, this one's totally different than the resistance droid. And BB-9E. Ooh. So they're all BB droids. And I kind of really like the, the look of BB-2, or 2BB-2. That's a pretty cool look. And of course, BB-8's the only one with the normal head. Um, 2BB2 and BB4 had the same style head. BB8 has you know, the, the half dome, and then uh, BB9, 9E has the, the R5 styling head for the BB8 series, or for the BB series. So those are sitting at the parks now to get the, the four pack is 30 bucks, and the two pack is 20 bucks. Oh, so, that's not bad at all. No, not at all. So any, that's going to kind of bring us to a close. Any final thoughts? I think I'm all funked out. I think I am too. So on that note, there's only one thing we have to to say. That's a wrap. Bye-bye. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost our two. <laughs> to the Batmobile. Let's go. Are you in the market for some new swag? Some comic thing merch? How about a sweet water keychain of your favorite villain or vigilante? Just hop over to the Weeby Geek site and click the superhero stuff link and let the retail therapy commence. Using the link, help support Weeby Geeks because they get a small commission from each sale at no extra cost to you. So get to shopping and thanks for listening. <laughs>